Big game is upon us tonight as the Hoosiers host Purdue looking to snap a really, really long losing streak. We're going to get you all previewed set up for tonight's game, find out where Purdue's strengths lie, where the Hoosiers could attack them on some weaknesses, and hopefully figure out a way for the Hoosiers to finally pick up a win over the Boilermakers. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, January 20th. As I said, it is the day of the big IU-Purdue game. This, though, is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything uh, IU athletics, uh, whether it's news, analysis, recaps, and today preview of the men's basketball game against Purdue. I'm your host, as always. Jacob Rude, want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day, and specifically your first listen every day. Uh, just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, all, also, we're available wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts at. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're going to be live tweeting tonight's game at LO underscore Hoosiers. We're also on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. I don't need to set the table too much for tonight's game because everybody knows what IU versus Purdue means. Uh, Tonight, 7 o'clock, IU versus number four ranked Purdue. Uh, Obviously in Assembly Hall for the first meeting um, on FS1. Uh, I I wish that IU-Purdue was a protected rivalry. I wish the Big Ten did that so that these two could always play twice a year. There's been too many times where they've only played once a year. Uh, as much as Purdue has dominated the series of late, uh, I do wish these two teams would play twice a season. That's one extra chance to uh, potentially upset them. So, as I mentioned, as I'm sure everyone is very aware, uh, we're going to go through kind of the general setup of this Purdue game, and then we'll get into the details of what makes this Purdue team really click here in the second segment. But this series, all time, is pretty even. Uh, I shouldn't say pretty even. It's exactly even. It's 66 and 66 all time. I'm sure that's going to be mentioned at least once on the broadcast tonight. Uh, But in recent years, in recent seasons, it has not been even. It's been anything but. Purdue has won nine straight games. Admittedly, I knew the streak was pretty bad. Uh, I did not realize it had been as long as it had been um, since IU beat Purdue. Uh, The last win, I'm going to give you a quick little bit of trivia here. Uh, Try to think of who would have been the leading scorer the last time IU beat Purdue. I'll give you a quick second here. I'll give you a hint of the year. It was 2016, and it was Troy Williams, uh, February 20th, 2016, in Assembly Hall. IU won 77 to 73. Troy Williams had 19 points. Yogi had 18. Thomas Bryant and Max Bielfeld had 10 points apiece. Uh, 
OG had nine points off the bench. Uh, Juwan Morgan played in that game as well. Uh, they have not beaten Purdue since. They've had some excruciating close losses. That 2019 game, they lose by two. Uh, a couple four, five-point losses. Um, only a couple times have they really been blown out to where didn't feel like they had much of a chance at all. But uh, tonight, they have a chance. It's going to be a tall, tough task, though, for them to beat uh, Purdue. When you look at Ken Palm, Indiana is number 28 this season, um, while Purdue is number four in Ken Palm as well. Uh, Purdue is favored by Ken Palm in this game by three points, uh, a 74 to 71 projected scoreline with a 39% win probability for the Hoosiers. Bet Online has it almost the same. Purdue favored by three and a half points over under set at 144. Um, this is, this is going to be one where the Hoosiers are going to need every bit of home court advantage that they can muster in this contest, because this is a very, very talented Purdue team. It's a deep Purdue team. It's a, probably the most talented Purdue team I can remember, uh, whether it's the best Purdue team. I guess we'll certainly find out. I think there have been some teams they've had that might have gelled a little bit better. But in terms of talent, I can't remember one better than this one. And um, this is this feels like their year, which could lead to lots of jokes if they lose in the Sweet 16 or second round or, God forbid, the first round. <laughs> Let us fire off some jokes. But uh, that doesn't mean this team doesn't have weaknesses. They've lost twice this season. Both of them in Big Ten play, one of them to Rutgers, uh, one of my, the the best moments of the season, the half court game winner. Uh, but they are they are beatable, uh, and we're going to look at where uh, they're strongest at and where they could uh, where the Hoosiers could potentially exploit some weaknesses. But only after we talk about NetSuite, this is it: the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the uh, to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, just as a reminder. So this Purdue team, let's take a look at some of the numbers, uh, look at where they rank in Ken Palm 
And for those that have been on Ken Palm, uh, it is color coded when they uh, with the rankings of your offense and defense. And obviously green means good. Red means bad. And boy, let me tell you, there is a lot of green on this Hoosier team, particularly ugh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball where the Hoosier, or excuse me, the Boilermakers are the best offense in terms of adjusted efficiency in the country. They rank first overall. Uh, they are almost exactly middle of the road in terms of possession length. So it's not a quick team. It's not necessarily a deliberate team. A couple areas that are going to jump out. They're third in effective field goal percentage. Now the Hoosiers are third in defensive effective field goal percentage. Absolutely going to be a strength versus strength battle tonight. Um, the Hoosiers have faced some talented offenses. They've kept most of them in check, but this is by far going to be their toughest test probably of the season as a whole, uh, barring a, some type of potential tournament game. But even then, uh, this is going to be one of their toughest tests. Um, this is a, a Purdue team that can score anywhere. They're fifth in three-point percentage in the country at 40.3%. They're seventh in two-point percentage at 57%. Again, two areas the Hoosiers usually have success. They are fourth in defensive uh, two-point percentage. Uh, that's a lot because of race and trace, but boy, are those who are going to have their hands full on uh, Thursday, on tonight. They're 29th in defensive three-point percentage. But again, this is a really good Purdue team that uh, you can't afford to leave shooters open uh, against Nebraska. Whether it was part of the game plan or not, the, the Cornhuskers missed some open shots. I don't know that Purdue is going to be able to do that. Or uh, I don't know that Purdue will do that, period. Uh, this is a team that shockingly just doesn't get blocked. Uh, when you have the height, the size that they do, Zach Eady, Travion Williams, uh, even Caleb First coming off the bench, you don't get blocked. <laughs> so this team does not get blocked, even if the Hoosiers, again, that is a strength, that they are 18th in block percentage defensively. The only area that Purdue isn't just kind of great in is free throw percentage, and they're still a top 100 team. Uh, they, are seven, they shoot 73.3%, which I'm sure – Hoosier fans would absolutely kill for um, even some of their big guys. Um, Zach or uh, yeah, Zach Eady, Travion Williams are the two ones that struggle the most, which is not surprising, but even they shoot 60 and 68%. So this is a team that um, is really, really good on that side of the ball. They get a lot of offensive rebounds, not shocking with their size. They don't turn the ball over. Um, they get to the line a lot. Again, kind of the nature of having big guys that get fouled all the time. Um, they're a little bit above average in terms of the amount of points that come from the three-point line, um, but they are one of the best in the nation at assists per field goal made, which just simply means how many assists they kind of rack up. That means that they move the ball well and are – kind of an equal opportunity offense. Uh, so that is going to be a test for the Hoosiers on the night. They are 19th in the nation in bench minutes. Uh, they're a deep team. They play a lot of guys. 
Uh, I, the Hoosiers in general are a deeper team, even though the rotation has kind of shortened up a lot recently. This is very much a deep Purdue team that is very talented as well. Uh, they're one of the tallest teams in the nation, as we mentioned. Any team that's going to have Zach Eady is going to be one of the tallest teams in the nation. Uh, but as I mentioned, Travion Williams, Caleb First, both as well, uh, bring a lot of size to this team. Um, so this is as tough of a task as the Hoosiers have had offensively. Uh, it's going to be entirely when Purdue has a ball, I should say offensively. I think it's going to be a, a lot of focus on shutting down their big guys, which is going to require trace and race not to get into foul trouble. The Hoosiers have some bodies that they can put in front of guys that might be in that regard. They're going to match up well. With Purdue, just the amount of bodies they have, whether it's Trace, Race, Michael Durr is hot and cold, but he might su succeed a little bit more against Zach Eady. Um, and obviously Jordan Geronimo, who's coming off that great game uh, against Nebraska. Um, they have the amount of guys they can throw at those forwards, potentially even Miller Cop playing as a four as well if things get really bad. So um, it's going to be a matter of kind of limiting them and keeping those guys out of foul trouble. They absolutely cannot get into foul trouble. Trace and Race have to be on the floor, specifically Trace, for this team to have success. So uh, staying out of foul trouble is going to be imperative. Now, I told you about a lot about how good the offense was for Purdue. The defense, <clears throat> very, I mean, they're still above average, but seems much more pedestrian when you compare it to that offense. Uh, they are 65th overall and adjusted efficiency for defense. The Hoosiers are 73rd in offense. This is a Purdue team that absolutely does not uh, force turnovers. They're 321st in the nation. Again, that's been a, a talking point, a focus all season long for the Hoosiers not to force turnovers or not to turn the ball over. Um, it's going to be unforced errors, most likely, if they're turning the ball over, which are even more costly so uh, the Hoosiers absolutely cannot do that Indiana overall effective field goal percentage is ranks 38th in the nation Purdue is just 117th uh, they do not foul they do not put people on the line uh, which um, I don't even know if that's going to bother IU so much because uh, they don't make their free throws, but just in the sense of getting guys into foul trouble, uh, they don't, there isn't a ton of that. Uh, the Hoosiers could certainly afford to get Zach Eady, Travion Williams, some of those guys into foul trouble early on. Uh, Indiana is really good at two point percentage, obviously inside the arc. Um, that's actually not necessarily a strength for Purdue. They rank 87th in defensive two-point percentage, so it might be an area where the Hoosiers can exploit them. As much size as they have, I'm, they don't necessarily stop people from scoring inside the arc, so it'll be interesting to see how the Hoosiers can potentially exploit that. Uh, but this is going to be kind of strength versus strength and kind of weakness versus weakness, even if... Uh, as bad as Indiana's offense has been this season, they're still 73rd in the nation. So I don't even know how much either of those are weaknesses. They're just relative weaknesses when you compare it to um, what their strengths are. 
when you look in conference play uh, specifically, um, now that we have a little bit of a sample size, it doesn't change a lot, though the Hoosiers are ninth in uh, adjusted efficiency in the conference offensively, while Purdue is fifth defensively. Uh, in conference play, Purdue is just not giving up offensive rebounds. They're first. Uh, the Hoosiers are average or worse at everything offensively, um, and they are the worst team in terms of uh, kind of live ball turnovers. Offensive steal percentage, which just means they're letting the other team steal the ball. So uh, that is absolutely imperative. Do not give away those possessions tonight. Uh, when you have the makings for an upset, it does not include turning the ball over a lot. So uh, in that regard, the Hoosiers cannot turn the ball over tonight, have to knock down shots. Um, when you look at the offenses inside conference play, nothing really changes. Purdue is the best team at getting to the line in the conference. So Expect to be frustrated by some of the calls tonight, uh, but that's just kind of the reputation they have gained. But the Hoosiers, second in effective field goal percentage, second and three or er, uh, two point percentage, third and three point percentage. Um, so I have some faith that this Hoosier team is going to be able to defend. If Trace and Race can stay out of foul trouble, those are two of, I mean, this team is kind of made to be able to defend um, a Purdue team that's built on size. Like the Hoosiers' two best players are their forwards. So if Indiana – I keep saying this because earnestly if Trace and Race get into foul trouble, it's near impossible for me to see a, a, a path to the Hoosiers winning. We saw at the end of the, the Nebraska game just how like lifeless and helpless IU's offense was when Trace wasn't in there. Um, so first, I, I guess we should be knocking on wood, hoping that Trace is okay. He sure tweeted that he was okay, and I kind of took him at his word for that, even if athletes are prone to say that they're going to do one thing in that regard. I'm going to be available, and then your body can't get ready in time. But um, hopefully Trace is out there because uh, the Hoosiers absolutely need him tonight. So having laid out all those numbers, let's talk about kind of the keys the Hoosiers are going to have to victory and where they could potentially find some advantages. We mentioned them earlier, though, and Bet Online would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the, or through, I guess I should say, the NFL playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year with a new and updated uh, desktop and mobile website so that you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus just by using promo code LOCKED ON on your first deposit. So whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So what are the Hoosiers going to need to do tonight to pick up the victory? You're going to need, first and foremost, your role players to um, have good nights. And the general kind of idea is that your role players play better at home and than on the road. Just the nature of having a hometown crowd 
or a home crowd in general, I should say, backing you and supporting you, just kind of getting that energy, uh, that little bit of extra effort, just kind of the nature of things. So they need those role guys to step up. Uh, you need a big night in some way, not necessarily even scoring, but you need impactful nights, I should say, from Xavier Johnson and or Rob Finnessy. One of those guys is going to have to show up. Trey Galloway has been huge for this uh, Hoosier team since he's come back from injury. Uh, I can see him having some big plays, big steal, big dunk, fast break, something like that. Uh, having his energy will be impactful. Jordan Geronimo, uh, having him... Um, kind of repeat. I don't even know if you can expect him to repeat his performance against Nebraska, but continue his strong play from that contest will be big. Uh, and then you're looking at some of the other guys, Parker Stewart, Miller cop knocking down three pointers. Uh, when you get open looks, you're going to have to make them against this Purdue team. That'll be important. And Tamar Bates, we've talked a bit about how it seemed like he's improving in recent weeks. So uh, getting him to continue that improvement, maybe have a, a nice uh, spurt off the bench will be big. But just getting those role players to step up is going to be important for the Hoosiers, not relying entirely on Trace because there is no chance Trace is going to be able to carry IU by himself to a victory over the number four team in the country. So um, it is imperative for some of those role players to, to, to play well to have a big game. That's how you upset teams is getting unexpected contribution. Um, and having somebody that um, typically doesn't have a big game, having one in general is how you, you kind of get those upsets. We mentioned staying out of foul trouble. We mentioned they're going to have to gang rebound, uh, especially against a Purdue team. That is a really good rebounding team. It might be something that the Hoosiers struggle with a bit, perhaps. Uh, this is a team that maybe not everybody typically has to rebound when you have Trace and Race uh, around the rim. So getting everybody to to focus on the defensive glass is going to be important as well. And just a general staying out of foul trouble isn't even specific to only Trace and Race, but Xavier Johnson is prone to fouling. Um, some of your guards are Parker Stewart. I mean, there's a lot of these Hoosiers that we haven't even, or these Purdue players that we haven't even talked about. Sasha Stefanovic is going to uh, draw a ton of attention on the perimeter. He's shooting 41% from three on 108 attempts on the season, uh, over six attempts per game. So he is going to have a lot of focus. Jaden Ivey is someone we haven't even mentioned either. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Hoosiers match up. Uh, I would think, based on previous assignments, Parker Stewart would probably be on Stefanovic. It's going to be Miller Cops on Jaden Ivey, and that is going to be a tough ask for Miller Cops. So it'll be interesting to see how this Hoosier team handles the defensive end. But staying out of foul trouble is going to be important as well uh, because Purdue – Already gets to the line enough as is, so don't give them any of those cheap fouls necessarily to allow them to get to the line more and get kind of those free points with the clock stop. So I am I'm I'm trying to remain cautiously optimistic about this one. 
I really, really, really want to break this streak. And this would be a really big feather in the cap of both Trace Jackson Davis in a kind of sterling season he's having. Uh, finally getting over the hump against Purdue. He's never beaten Purdue. Finally getting over that hump and um, beating not just Purdue in general, but this Purdue team uh, would just further cement his legacy. But also, it'd be a feather in the cap for Mike Woodson because um, he's already done so much for this IU program. <clears throat> it would be unrealistic to expect him to beat um, Purdue, but boy, if we are weren't already thrilled enough with him, if he were to come out and pick up a win over Purdue, uh, that would be absolutely massive. Um, I The fans, I think, are going to be really, really, really into it tonight because the program's already been re-energized. Um, I use coming off a win, which I think is important, as we talked about, and they've already had some big performances at home. Um, the St. John's game earlier in the year, the Ohio State win, both were really, really big home performances, and the fans were important in both of those games. So I think that they realize their importance, and the Hoosiers are going to need them. They need Purdue as kind of rattled as they could possibly be. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's not necessarily – it's not a Purdue team with a ton of experience. Um, they actually are below average when it just comes to the amount of years that uh, the Purdue players have played on average uh, compared nationally. So you could potentially rattle this team a bit, even if they've played and won some some big away games, none bigger than that Illinois game. But um, they've had some close calls. This is a, a beatable Purdue team, even if kind of statistically they have a ton of strengths. I have optimism. Uh, when you have a player like Trace, you have a home advantage like Assembly Hall and like IU fans. I, I believe it can get done. And hopefully when we're back here tomorrow talking, it's about the biggest win of the season over Purdue and not a frustrating loss. Uh, regardless of whatever the result will be, though, we will be back here to recap it for tomorrow's episode. Uh, so be sure that you guys tune in tomorrow. Now for your second listen today, uh, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Helps us out a ton. Uh, rate it if you can real quick, real simple. Again, it helps us out a lot. Uh, most importantly though, guys, have a great Thursday. Go Hoosiers and LEO.